Hello, and welcome to a tough episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, a man who may or may not need an introduction. Danny Moody of Moody and Sons Drywall, a.k.a. Drywall Danny out of Spokane, Washington. Danny is a third-generation drywaller. We talk a bit about his experience getting picked for the popular CBS show Tough as Nails, being groomed for greatness by his dad, how he handles lady superfans, and that one time when he could have been famous. Or just to be on Phil's show because Phil, the host, was the Amazing Race host. Oh, I didn't know that. And so when we got a moment, I think it was episode uh, with the alternator. So we're a couple shows in, I we're having lunch, you know, sitting together. And I asked him, I was like, so uh, how come you didn't cast me for the amazing race 14 years ago? Ah. I, uh, I don't remember. I was like, do you still have those audition tapes? Cause that was back when they were VHS. We had to record them. And awesome. he's like, nah, Danny, I don't think we do. And I was like, well, he loves me on stilts. Every time he's oh, like yeah. stilts, video of stilts, he loves that. Yeah. He, if he would have seen our video, we would have made the amazing race because my dad, it was the only season they had four people. My dad, my uncle, and his son, we raced each other while on stilts for the oh, video. Funny. Yeah, like that was one of the things we did. And I know Bummer. if he would have seen it, he would have casted us. And then we would have cool. won the amazing race. Danny is a highly competitive person with a knack for overachieving. If you haven't seen Tough as Nails, you need to check that out. I enjoyed talking to him about that and also his vast drywall experience, including but not limited to systems and how he does drywall. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you today by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. If you'd like information about Fresco Harmony, the Drywall Podcast, or anything, you can email me directly at info at frescoharmony.com. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Without further ado, Danny Moody on the 75th episode of The Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. You're recording this? There you are. Are you recording this? They're letting me know you're going to record this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. No stranger to uh, the silver screen or the colored screen, as it were. We have Danny. (laughs) We have Dan, the famous Danny Moody of Moody and Sons Drywall, all the way from Spokane, Washington on the Drywall podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I need a laugh track or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, So what was going through my mind before we talked was uh, my friend and I were watching Tough as Nails last night, and we thought it would be really funny if she called in and acted like a super fan. Hey, hold up. Hold up, Danny. 
Let me see here. One second. We have a caller coming in. Uh, yeah, uh, you're you're live on the air with uh, Danny Moody, star of the famous show Tough as Nails. Did you have a question? You mean I'm live pre-recorded on the air with Danny Moody? More specifically. <laughs> More specifically. Hi, I do have a question. Hi, Danny. Hello. Are you getting flooded with calls from lady super fans? No, you're the first lady super fan. <laughs> <laughs> but have, have other women just not seen his muscles on TV? What's why do you think that we is? have been talking a little bit about his muscles? All right, we'll have to dive back into uh, why his physique is so amazing, uh, and uh, well, so we'll talk. We'll talk about bod. that. It's the dad bod. So yeah, which we all know is very sought after right now in the but i said hi can't wait to finish the season and i can't wait to hear the podcast awesome and and just a caution to all you ladies he is married 14 years and he has four beautiful children ages four through nine wow she's a lucky woman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course she is. Uh, thank you. Thank you, caller. Uh, w- uh, appreciate you calling in and uh, keep listening to the Drywall Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the entertainment industry, we come up, we try to come up with all kinds of funny and fun things to do, especially in drywall. Um, a little background about Danny Moody and what I know of him. Uh, you recently went up to Columbia, uh, to hang out with those dudes and Phil was up there and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Phil's at, um, Columbia. Everybody knows Phil. He's like the super cool, amazing finisher guy from Canada. And then this other fellow, like, who's that guy? Why'd they, why'd they invite him along? (laughs) Nobody knows him. Okay. Third reference. Uh, the, the hover, what is that? What is that, uh, thing called? Yeah, that's, they call those hoverboards. They call those hoverboards. Okay. So obviously I've seen that video and my initial like thought on that video was who is this idiot writing hoverboard on stilts, like running the box. Um, because I've fallen on one of those, my friend's kids had one and like, I jumped on it. Like I'm an athlete, I'm going to do this. And like (laughs) immediately fell on my ass. And so I was like, uh, like, Hey, it takes a lot of skill to do that. Especially if you're pressing the box against the ceiling and then B, like that is hyper dangerous and you're, you're, floor area must be super clean to pull off that kind of a deal. Um, and then third, the tough as nails. So I think you had come up with in a couple of conversations where someone was like, Oh, that guy was on tough as nails. You should interview him. I'm like, you know, okay. I don't know. I haven't seen tough as nails, you know, maybe he's got like a cameo or something on tough as nails. And this and that. Now I'm like watching it. It's like Danny Moody's the star of this like show. Um, pretty funny though, because I was tell I was telling my friend I was like, D- he's not just on tough as nails. He's like the star. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> you got Farm Girl. 
you, you know, you got the older lady, you got, uh, you know, the, the Marine, they're all great. They're all pretty good characters. Um, you know, but I feel like of the characters, Danny Moody represents drywall. Like they couldn't have picked a better person, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. I mean, we may as well dive in there because that's kind of interesting to me. And then we'll go into the history of your drywall experience and how you got going. Enough of me ranting. <laughs> um, uh, tough as nails. Did you enter? How did you find out about this? Because you're in season one. And I don't want to tell too much about the show in case people want to go and watch the show. I'm only on like the third episode myself, you know. But we're into it now. We're watching and, you know, uh, I've followed some of the people, some of the characters on Instagram, you know, that you knew or came into contact with on the show. How did you get hooked up? Where was the inspiration? Did they reach out to you? What's the story there? Okay, so, you know, Drywall Shorty. And then uh, also give a background to maybe a little bit of what the show Tough as Nails is probably better from your uh, perspective than mine. Okay, go ahead. Got it. So Lydia, Drywall Shorty, we've been friends since, I don't know, way back when. Okay. And they, the show, they didn't say who they were, what network, nothing. They okay. Her. Of course. Because, you know, ladies in trades, it's awesome. And she's Drywall Shorty. Exactly. <laughs> and I would have chosen Drywall Shorty as my name, but it was already taken. Yes. Uh, and it's a good name. But have you listened to any of the Drywall podcasts? Yep. A couple of them. Okay. And since you came into contact with me, you've maybe I've come on your radar and you've listened to a couple. Well, actually, when I got tagged in your post, that's when I looked up the podcast and I listened to okay. Lydia's and Big Dog, Brad Hanna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Dog. He's a character. He is so uh, theatrical, and I don't yeah. know why, but like, hey, I just have to hey, to him. hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Like come on. Yeah, come on. I want to get, we're going to do some drywall today, everybody. <laughs> his videos with uh, Aaron, when Aaron's talking through, he's like, and he's going to wipe behind me. He takes a pull. He's like, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's gold. Yeah, it's he's just he's like one of those funny characters. Um, we've got a couple of them. I was like, yeah, we're all you know, you're we're derelicts, and he's like, Dare, what are you talking about? He's I know. Like, I I think he might have been offended. <laughs> like, whoa, dude. <laughs> no, we're idiots. We're fucking drywall idiots, dude. That's why the show's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that's what makes it great is that we're all like these crazy drywallers. And then and then partially because like everyone looks down their nose at us and, you know, and the reality is it takes a lot of skill to finish drywall and I, hanging drywall ain't no walk in the park. Like, you know, uh, I was watching some of your hanging. And I was like, oh, this guy's good. Like, you know, I would love to you know, finish behind Danny Moody or even work with you, you know, that would be, uh, that would be a ball. You know, I, back in the day, I was pretty quick, but, um, for 20 years, I started doing color joint compound and that's all I've been doing. Kind of interesting. You, uh, well, how I got my start was drywall nation. Okay. I, I didn't even think drywall was a thing on Instagram. So I'm like, all right, my brother-in-law who I trained, he, told me about it so i looked up like drywall nation and phil were the first yeah. two that i followed 
And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. So I just uh, shared a video of me running the bazooka. Drywall Nation shared it. I did a video of me running the box. They shared it and me hanging and they shared it. So like my first three drywall videos were the three drywall nation shared all three of them. Cool. Cool. So that's how I got my start. And they were also impressed. Hey, look yeah. at this hanger and finisher. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause you don't get a lot of, I mean, uh, uh, Kyle with drywall junkies, he's a hanger, but I haven't had too, too many hangers on the show. They're either hang and finish, uh, like you, uh, but not just strictly hanging and maybe of everybody that's been on the show. I mean, 10% hang, you know, most people finish granted. Some people are kind of like, uh, shy, more shy and, and, you know, like Brad, can you asked Bill? Oh yeah. Several times. Like even yeah, during he, like uh, Columbia about it back then, he's like, I'm just not interesting. Like I'm not, I'm like, just do it. Go for it. Yeah. People would love to hear Phil's story and we would have a fun time talking. And I think the bot, I think underneath it all, there's people that I think it takes a little bit of courage. <laughs> you know, what's cool about this is that we're dialing it in, bud. We're just dialing it in. Drywallers can learn new things. I'm always interested in the aspect of challenge and, and, and we do get, we do on a serious note, cause that was, that was all gold, but well, you're, you're easy to talk to on a serious note. Drywallers get bottlenecked. We get bottlenecked a little bit and you showcase this on tough as nails, like your ability to problem solve and figure things out. I couldn't believe the guy, the guy couldn't bend the bar, the, the, uh, the metal on, you know, the, the, the conduit. It was like, you know, those, those tools are hanging around. I always want to just jump on one of those tools and just bend shit because it looks fun, you know, right. but it's natural. I think, I think we just don't give ourselves maybe enough credit, uh, that we're due. And that reflects into maybe the underappreciation that we get as a trade. So. On a serious note, we've got Daniel Moody <laughs> on the Drywall Podcast. Uh, mogul, a industry mogul. Uh, we've been talking for a bit. We've had a couple of hiccups this morning, but that's okay. We're pushing through. And Danny is no Danny is no uh, slouch to challenge. We've talked about cussing a little bit. We've talked about the show. So now we have a really good feel for the direction that we're going to go in. He's a 37-year-old from Spokane, Washington, and he runs Moody & Sons Drywall. But I feel like you're a treasure chest. You're a treasure chest of gold. So, it just keeps uh, giving. yeah, it just keeps giving. Uh, how I found out about Danny was we talk about the recent trip up to Columbia Tools, where yeah, when you're you, paying attention to Columbia, Aaron, Phil, and then this bozo on the side. Bozo on the side. Yes. So we'll just, we'll, we'll highlight that chapter as Bozo on the side. Who is this guy? Uh, Phil, super cool, long hair, beautiful man. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> like Extraordinary finisher and stop Ex me if yes. I'm wrong. Like he's okay. good. And uh, the more and more Phil and I talk, the more and more we're like, we have the same system almost. It's oh, insane. I'll bet. 
I'll bet both you guys are good. Uh, I would love to. I would love to work alongside either one of you. It would be. Uh, it would be a treat. Well, the only reason I have a passport. Well, I had a passport in 2018 because me and my family uh, applied to be on Amazing Race. So I got my passport then. Never used it. It expired obviously when I turned 28. But then back in 2019, I got it again so that I could go visit Phil, hang out, and just do drywall with him. And then. COVID oh really? Hit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then COVID That's hit, and cool. that plan got put on the the back burner. Cool. And then that now there's sort of this new plan emerging uh, uh, that I don't want to talk too much about, but with Sean Ramsden, where we're sort of creating a space for drywallers to get together and do something really cool on a project like where you have multiple drywallers and that's a really awesome. cool that's a cool deal that I think we're in the fledgling uh uh stages of that idea uh but it has legs it's very cool and I think it could grow into something really extraordinary in this industry where we get to work together that's cool so you had an inkling for uh reality TV with this amazing race, you kind of, there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of Danny that wanted to do reality TV shows, which brings me to my next prong of how I know about Danny is he was, uh, I want to say the star because you kind of are on season one of tough, tough as nails, the TV show, which you told me to watch and I've been watching so we can reference a little bit of that show, which we have, and it's cool. Uh, the other one is you're riding around on a hoverboard and I feel like that video went viral. Now was your intention with making you running the box off of a hoverboard was your intention uh, and stilts. Uh, let me, let me add that he was on stilts on a hoverboard running a box tool, I, running a box tool off of just stilts is hard. Running a box tool without stilts is hard. Running a box tool off a of stilt, especially if you're doing eight foot band on the wall, that's tricky. That takes some practice. Running a box tool on stilts on a hoverboard is next level. Was your intention to just do something really funny and get likes, or were you genuinely vetting that system to see if it was like worth it? Definitely not worth it. Uh, no, no. But I was just doing it to be different because. I mean, everybody runs a box, runs a tube, runs everything. And I was like, you know what? I saw a guy run. I was thinking about running a hoverboard just on my feet. And then I saw another guy beat me to it. I'm like, huh, how can I one up this guy? <laughs> hey, hold up. Hold up, Danny. We have a caller coming in. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're live on the air with uh, Danny Moody, star of the famous show Tough as Nails. Did you have a question? You mean I'm live pre-recorded on the air with Danny Moody? More specifically. <laughs> Hi, I do have a question. Hi, Danny. Hello. Why won't you let me talk to Danny? Why are you gatekeeping? Well, Danny's mine right now. <laughs> well, I just had one question for Danny, and it was, how does it feel for the reality TV star to, to be on the Drywall Podcast? Oh, okay. So you, you being the big TV star that you are, how is it, how does it feel to step up your game one notch and be on the drywall podcast? 
Well, you got to keep uh, putting yourself out there. You got to keep growing. Like you got national television, drywall podcast. So I got to keep growing. He's got to keep growing. He's not satisfied with the mediocrity of national stardom. You want to keep raising your game. That's a good answer. Raising the bar. Did you have any other uh, questions for Danny? Are you getting flooded with calls from lady super fans? No, you're the first lady super fan. (laughs) (laughs) But have other women just not seen his muscles on TV? What's why do you think that we is? have been talking a little bit about his muscles? All right, we'll have to dive back into uh, why his physique is so amazing, uh, and uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about bod. that. It's the dad bod, so yeah, which we all know is very sought after right now in the female kingdom. All right, Apparently. but well, Danny, I said hi. Can't wait to finish the season, and I can't wait to hear the podcast. Awesome. And and just a caution to all you ladies, he is married, 14 years, and he has four beautiful children, ages four through nine. Wow. She's yeah. a lucky woman. <laughs> of course she is. Uh, thank you. Thank you, caller. Uh, w- uh, appreciate you calling in and uh, keep listening to the Drywall Podcast. Pretty good. So I'm calling in live, pre-recorded. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that caller was uh, pretty sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Very sharp. Um. Okay, where were we? We were talking about the hoverboard. You not a viable option if you want to run a- the box. Actually, actually, just your feet on the hoverboard running the box. I see that as that a works. viable option. Yep. My, do, can you guess what my criticism of running the box off of a hoverboard would be? Dangerous. It's dangerous, but Clean so is walking floors, on stilts. So you don't fall over. Yes. Clean floors. Now, a lot of drywallers aren't quite as clean. I've noticed Phil's clean. I'm sure you're clean. I was clean when I worked. Maybe not. You're not a clean I, guy. I, I'm probably in the middle. Okay. Because I'm not worried about staying clean. I'm not worried about keeping mud off the floor, but it's not like it just drips all over the place. Okay. Well, that would be an issue then with the hoverboard and your system. If yep. you're a little if you're a little messier, if you're super clean, it would be okay. But it is I feel like it's rare that you have a clean, you know, flat beautiful concrete surface to work off of or papered surface you know that's you know once every few months you might get a clean job am i wrong we cover floors on every job you cover your floors but isn't i mean you probably do a a cleanup before you get to the job i mean because there's always those jobs where there's stuff in the way or you're battling other trades or are you such a prima donna that like they know Moody and Sons is coming in. It's got to be clean. Otherwise, these guys aren't going to work. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, the trades before us, they leave back behind their debris. Okay. So, like... But before we finish, we scrap all the sheetrock out. We sweep everything up. So before the mudding happens, we're we're cleaned up, ready to go. In fact, a lot of the times we do sweep up before the hanger gets in there, before we start hanging. 
right they have a clean job site and you guys are hanging too so you're able to keep that step clean uh cam it's are you familiar with it's your man cam i am now yep okay he's super cool uh so he uh we were all trying to grow an it's your man cam mustache this is going to go tomorrow i can't stand it but uh he seems to think it's okay it was like mustache november I yeah. normally don't I normally don't look like a porn star uh but <laughs> uh, not the P word I always think star. that I always think that when I see like mustache I think like 80s like actor or you know like I don't Who's know off of uh Top Gun or Magnum PI Well because of the new Maverick uh Top Gun the mustache made a comeback there for a little bit I was noticing Oh, that's what because it is. Goose's son, yeah, Dash. So it was making a comeback. Okay, I lived through the original, and I mean, it's not horrible or anything. I was anything. born on the original, same year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a. I got you by ten years. Yep. Um. Okay. So we have. Uh. Then we have. We have tough as nails. We have the hoverboard, and we have the Columbia uh, experience. And then we from there we went into, uh, the uh, history, the history of Danny Moody, your third generation drywall finisher, out of Spokane, Washington. Yep. And uh, let's talk a little bit about tough as nails once again. Let's, uh, you got the nod from Lydia drywall yep. shorty. So, so take me through that again. Yeah. Being on season one, they didn't tell anybody it was uh toughest nails. They didn't tell anybody it was CBS. They just started like going around Instagram, talking to people in the trades. Cause all they would give us is that it was blue collar. They wanted blue collar workers, people in the okay. trade all around sheriff, firefighter. They wanted the, the, the workers of the world essentially and they reach out to lydia and lydia's like ah national television not my thing uh, i guess she just doesn't want to be in front of the big spotlight make a right. so and i was like I, what I, what in the world like she would be she would have been pretty cool on that show i tried since then because since i know everybody associated with the show i could i could put in a good word and she yeah could get probably pretty deep in the uh, casting process, but she's still yeah. like, nope, no thanks. But when they reached out to her, she said no, but she's like, hey, Danny, I, I think this would be up your alley. So yeah. then I responded to them. I sent an email in. They liked what they heard. And then- Well, and you had already applied to Amazing Race. Well, that was, shoot, 15 years prior, 14 years prior. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, we did it when I was 18. You did it when you were 18. So you you kind of had this like dream of being I, like maybe or, on a reality show. Or just to be on Phil's show because Phil, the host, was the Amazing Race host. So oh, now, I didn't know that. And so when we got a moment, I think it was episode uh, with the alternator. So we're a couple shows in. I We're having lunch, you know, sitting together. And I asked him, I was like, so uh, – how come you didn't cast me for the Amazing Race 14 years ago? <laughs> I don't remember. I was like, do you still have those audition tapes? Because that was back when they were VHS. We had to record them. And awesome. he's like, nah, Danny, I don't think we do. And I was like, well, he loves me on stilts. Every time he's oh, like, yeah. stilts, video of stilts, he loves that. Yeah. He 
if he would have seen our video, we would have made the amazing race because my dad, it was the only season they had four people, my dad, my uncle, and his son, we raced each other while on stilts for the oh, video. Funny. Yeah. Like that was one of the things we did. And I know Bummer. if he would have seen it, he would have casted us and then we would have cool. won the amazing race. So going back to the uh, tough as nails. Let's yeah, talk. So I sent in the email and a couple months later I had some Skype interviews with Phil and other uh, CBS execs. And then in November of 19, we went to Vegas for an in-person uh, right. audition. And what they put us through, they wanted to see if we could handle some uh, stress on the heart, apparently, because it was called The Brutal Truth. Eight minutes right. long. Every 30-second stint, you got to do 10 burpees. Okay. So you make 10 burpees in first 30 seconds, you got to do 10 seconds or 10 burpees for the next 30 seconds. But if you don't get 10 and you only get nine, you have to take a 30 second break and then continue on the next 30 seconds, but you're only allowed to do nine. And then for the whole eight minutes, you see how many burpees you get. So that's a potential of 160 burpees in eight okay. minutes. Okay. Interesting challenge. And you, of course, got the most burpees. Uh, on stage that day, I did get the most burpees. I got 115. How many people were you up against? Uh, they had, I think like four rounds. So like 20, 22 people. Okay. Not bad. Was, uh, the Marine guy, what's his name? Mitch Murph. Murph. Was Murph there? No, Linda was there. And I think it, uh, Linnet. Linnet. Linda and me. Yeah. She's kind of a hothead. That girl. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, Tough as Nails. I don't want to say too much about Tough as Nails, but the characters, of course, like any reality TV show, they start emerging, mm -hmm. you know, as the show goes on. Uh, very cool. So what happens after that? You go up, you have a good, so, like you have any, a good interview. Yeah. Like a uh, true TV fashion. They take all of us and they interview us. And I'm noticing the questions are, uh trying to i don't know see how tough you really are or this uh why didn't you do good or why did you do good and one of the guys was just making excuses and the interviewer is like oh you're making excuses because you're bigger and this guy's smaller so you're not going to be able to do yeah. as many okay okay so i'm noticing this and i go in there with the attitude like now wait do you think they were do you think they were vetting people that were making excuses or there's probably a specific amount of people that are like complainers that they want on the show to create drama. That's my immediate thought. They're doing you both. Know, they want good personalities and they want drama. I, I see that. But being on the show, they wanted people to showcase the people talking with Phil this show. Cause his family is a uh, blue collar. Uh, his grandpa. Oh, wow. So okay. He was there to showcase the hard workers, not to, okay. I mean, yeah, they want personalities and a lot of us just naturally have personalities, but yeah. he was there to showcase how hard it is to do what these people do and why they are good at what they do. So when I was there, I wasn't making no excuses. I acted like it was a piece of cake, but I was gassed after all those burpees, like legs are rubber. You're just going to fall over if you, uh, uh, step on a little pebble that's uneven right. and uh the guy asked me how i was doing i was like fine that was a piece of cake I, let's go yeah. run a mile and he's like cool give me five more burpees i'm like 
<laughs> okay, drop down, give him five more burpees, jump back up. I'm like, is that all you got? Let's do more. He's like, okay, do five more burpees. I'm like, Danny, shut your mouth. But yeah. I drop down, give him five more burpees, jump up. I'm like, we gonna keep going? He's like, all right, <laughs> like this. <laughs> so, and I if think, you if uh, you if you watch Tough as Nails, uh, that that's pretty much your personality on the show. You're very uh, like, let's you know, let's get after it. Let's do this. Uh, not to mention kind of the star, if I do say so myself, uh, just my opinion, just I my opinion, but Danny, that. Danny, it is, uh, that we're recording. <laughs> Danny, um, Danny kind of steals the show. He steals your heart a little bit too. I want to say, um uh and and again i don't want to give away too much but there's aspects of the show i think that pertain to our trade that there there is a neat parallel and knowing that about phil uh uh is is very very cool i it makes me like um have a little more respect i'm like oh this guy's doing this for they're kind of making fun of the trades but that's not the case at all. They're putting yeah. these challenges in place. They're having all different types of tradespeople do these challenges to see who's like the toughest. And what it really showcases is the tenacity of the blue collar worker, female exactly. and male. Very cool in that regard. So uh, kudos, a shout out to Phil uh, of the uh, Tough as Nails show. Very cool. And there's what, eight? How many how many seasons now? There's five seasons. Okay, so they're doing pretty well. That's good. And what network is it on? CBS. CBS. Okay, but I'm watching, I think I'm watching on Amazon. Yeah, currently. I watch it on Prime. Yeah. Okay. Prime. All right. All right. Uh we're okay. So you passed through the initial phases of the vetting process for the show. What happens next? Uh, then a couple months later, do an in-person interview, uh, progress through there. I make the, they put us in a room, uh, on the second day of interviews and a full of like 30 CBS execs, casting producers, all these people. And you're told to go in there and just say your name, age, whatever. Well, I like to talk. So I go in there and I start spouting weird jokes and stuff saying how, uh, my, uh, my job gave me this, but my. My kids gave me my my belly. Okay, okay, all right. And so you're like, adding a little flair, a little yeah, bit of flair. I had the room laughing and yeah. uh, everything. So I mean, my interview went great. And you talk yeah. to the other people who are auditioning and applying, and they're like, "That room was so cold. Like those guys, they're just straight faced. Couldn't get them to smile." And I'm like, literally, my first sentence got them to laugh. So I don't know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and people probably, there's probably nerves happening at that point. You're on through the second stage of the uh, selection process. So people are probably nervous a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't get nervous much. And if yeah. I do, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me to the level where I'm like. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you I think it would take? What, what would it take you to get to make Danny nervous? Well, just keep trying to find out. I don't know. Okay. All right. I'll make you nervous by the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So then you get a call or something. What happens? Yep. What so happens then? That, they call you and they I want you on home. the show. I go home. I get a call saying January of 2020. Okay. Come down 
uh, I thought I was on on like the way they made it sound. I'm like oh, January I'm 2020. That's like just barely preceding COVID. We literally are there recording. We uh, can't reach out to our family, and all we get is like the morning news in the hotel when we eat breakfast before we go off to film, and that's when COVID is happening. We're oh wow! Yep. In fact, that's why Phil, you don't see like you guys walking through the city with a bunch of people ever. No. no. Yeah. But Phil was talking then how he's like, oh, because he was leaving right after our show wrapped up filming to film another amazing race. And he's like, oh, we're going to have to reroute some things to get around this. Yeah. They ended up just canceling. Not, yeah. And having to stop it after like three episodes being filmed. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, Cool. So you, so you made it, you made it on. Um, and then you go on to be Danny Moody, the drywall finisher, drywall guy on uh, tough as nails and you 13 right 13 different 12 total okay get this right and it's pretty cool there's five girls i want to say five women six six and six okay six women six men okay um uh, if you didn't know if you didn't know danny and i we were talking for a bit before the show started and we and I and I didn't hit record. So uh, although that was a fantastic conversation, we lost some good stuff. We were talking about women in the trades. We were talking about uh, your dad came on a little bit, had a bit of a cameo, which we lost. I'm sad about that, Alan. And we talked a little bit about your grandpa, uh, third, uh, you know, first generation in the '60s or '50s or whatever. Uh, we were talking about you starting at the, at the young age of six, your son also spotting nails at six. And this has been kind of a family affair. Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, I had spring break while I was in first grade and dad decided to take me to work Okay, and started spotting screws when I was, was it just you at the time or did you have an older siblings? What's I, a... I did have an older brother, but he was not working at the time. He was the main worker. He started as young as I did as well. Okay. Okay. But, uh, I, I don't remember why he wasn't working, but what was sweet was one of the jobs that we did during the week was at this, uh, like this mansion. Okay. And my dad was paying me a whopping 50 cents an hour, man. I was Dude, my dad, my dad paid us a dollar an hour. Your dad, Alan. I'll have to talk with Alan. Hey, hey, he, it's a little he cheap. Us the value <laughs> of money, okay? Well, he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what was awesome was this gal had uh, an in-home movie theater. Okay. So for lunch break, we go in there and we start watching a movie. My dad doesn't watch very much of it. He goes back to work. But yeah. I, uh, I got to stay and watch the whole movie. Yeah. And the talk at the shop uh, was, uh, yo, I need to work for Alan, man. He pays you to watch yeah. a movie while on the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of he course. He me the whole time because how much is really 50 cents an hour? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, enough to buy a toy. Hey, I made uh, that week. I was stoked. Yeah, my dad, yeah. he was actually pretty hard. Like, yeah, you, you better. So I first got out of high school, <laughs> my very first house completely on my own like i have done a couple coats on my own this that okay first house on my own uh like there i think this house was maybe like 65 7000 square foot of board and oh okay i had like 50 sticks of bead 
and okay. I taped it and I asked for an extra day because I'm only allowed to tape it, coat it, coat it, sand it. So four days and then it's ready for texture. You're 18? Yeah. Woo. Okay. So and I, and how many years had you, I mean. Every summer, uh, I mean, I was going okay. so summers school to tape, yeah. uh, fire tape garages. That's where I was learning the bazooka. Okay. He's a banjo, hated that thing. Uh, so when I got to use a bazooka, that was so much easier to learn than the banjo for me. Well, and you had an advantage. You were watching dudes run it. So you're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. True. true. Very true. And so it's different. Those tools are different when you're brought up and you're watching people do it. Oh yeah. You're like, that just makes sense to where a lot of these hand finishers, they, they, they've always been hand finishing. They've never, they've never been around the tools. And so they're naturally like, oh, I don't want to learn that. It takes too much time. You got to clean the tool. They're really expensive. There's all these, you know, uh, variables that they uh variables yeah that they don't uh foresee or don't want to try out to get better because it's mean, interesting I'm, I'm gonna vouch for bazooka yeah 100%. yeah i i don't i don't think there's anything faster on the market i only um, finished for a couple years i was an apprentice i'm first generation like my dad you know people are like i just like the mud i thought it was cool and i thought drywall i thought finishing was cool and I was in the union and they were all using the tools, you know, um, yeah, but you, house, he, I asked for an extra day. I asked for a fifth day and he's like, look, you have to get these things dialed down to four days. And like, he was super stern with me and that just resonated with me. And I'm like, all right. So, I mean, from then on, it was even a day, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we are production finishers. Okay. Well, and I, I have the process down now where that same house takes me four hours, five hours a step. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's pretty quick. Like, that's why he pushed me because I he actually showed up on the next house. And in one hour, we had the whole upstairs wrapped up. And then he's like, see, like, he's like, show, he's showing me the ways. It's not like he, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of go Danny, do it, figure it out. But he'd also show that it was possible. And at, right. I mean, he was 42 at the time and still he could crank it out. Okay. What we were talking about though, too, is, I mean, when in the stage of your grandfather, father, uh, these three generations, did the shift occur from hand finishing to, uh, to, uh, automatic tools specifically, what was that like? It was- uh, it was sometime in the eighties. And I remember hearing that my grandpa wasn't having it. He, he's a yeah. hand finisher. He's not <laughs> yeah. having it, but apparently the boys must've talked him into it. And when they did get a bazooka, my uncle was the one to run it. Not my grandpa. Right. My uncle was the one to learn yeah. Obviously, all the boys go in that back room and don't, you know, I don't want to see my, it. My grandpa, like he was hard. He was yeah. very strict, like yeah. his way or no way. And the, uh, yeah. like here, fact he let his son run be the head guy on the taping process was weird to me after hearing all the other stuff about how dead set in his ways he was he was probably curious he was yeah, he was pro- so. he was probably curious um yeah. as as you know as we are 
So what were those tools at the time? You probably didn't exist at that time. You were like, Oh yeah. No, no. I, I think they had the tools probably when I was born. Was what were they running? Was it like, I don't know if they were running much aims probably. Oh no, no. It was a premiere premiere. Okay. Yep. I, I grew up on premiere. I had premiere. Oh, okay. Even when I graduated, I had all those, I bought a tape tech, when my tool got stolen, shoot, what yeah. was that? 2008, I think I had to buy a bazooka tape tech. Okay. And then and then I hooked up with Columbia, became an ambassador, and made the switch. Um, did Columbia reach out to you? Uh, they put out the ambassador program, and they're asking people to be ambassadors. And okay. I reached out to them in response and i told him i was like well i don't have any columbia tools because uh, i didn't know how the program worked i thought you had to have their stuff and then they're gonna like you yeah. know just well if you listen to our interview yeah their original idea was like oh phil's already using this stuff he's making cool videos let's make him that, an ambassador that's the link i put together too and so i'm like hey i have i just got this tool that's columbia i'm using it working it out and then they just told me to apply and i told them because i saw the ambassadors the year before how they give them a bazooka and yeah I mean, they're they're not a bazooka guy so it's like a learning curve and I let them know that I am proficient in every tool that you guys right. sell. Send me, so send me the set. Give me the whole set. Yeah, and I, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. So give us a list of what you want. I'm like, really? Is that yeah. easy? Yeah. So I was super That's stoked awesome. to make that partnership. And they've been great yeah. ever since. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, super cool dudes. And now it's like, you know, a kid can make a million dollars on YouTube. You a know, so kid. <laughs> So we, you know, there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah. It's a different, the point being that whole story that it's a different world that we're living into is I, I do feel like it's still important for our children to have work ethic. I think there is something very important about work ethic, no matter what you do. My kid doesn't have to follow in my footsteps and do drywall or whatever. I do, I'm on the wall less because I'm marketing a product. And I'm doing podcast. I do enjoy still getting on the wall. Uh, it's all color joint comp. I've only done color joint compounds since I left drywall, like the last 20 years. Like own, I've done a million square feet of the shit. I've finished whole houses myself, three coats, you know, again, lots of systems and things like that. But uh, if he, if he was to do what I do, I would make him go through or work for a company to learn drywall finishing like properly like i would make him do that like you can't do this unless you go learn the like it's a background it's like an awesome background yeah so you know? my grandpa told one of my uncles was going to go in the military uh and my grandpa's like nope you're staying here and you're doing drywall so he respected <laughs> dad he stayed in he did drywall and my dad didn't like that like did you yeah, was your uh, was your grandpa against the military, or he just wanted him to go in a different? Oh, he just saw his son as an employee that he could control, probably, and keep a guy on the job. 
Because your dad was wearing an American flag shirt. That's why I ask. I mean, he seems pretty patriotic. So oh, like, yeah. it seemed like you would have made your grandpa proud by going into the military. Granddad's like, no way. You're not going to go get shot up. You're going to go into drywall. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> going to stay here. You're going to do drywall with me. And my dad, he he's like, I'm going to teach you drywall, but go do whatever you want. This is so you can merely fall back on it if necessary. I'm not forcing you to stay, do what you want. So when 2005 came around, I'm like, I'm not one to sit for too long. I like yeah. being active. Yeah. I've been doing drywall this whole time. I still love it. Okay. So I went right into drywall, which was great because I would have got yeah. out of college, say what, 2008, 2009. What was going on then? Not a lot of jobs everywhere coming right out of college. I would have had to fall back on drywall anyways. You're just smart. Then, That's smart. And then had all that college debt potentially. Yeah. So it, I it, went it, to, I, I did two, two years of college and on soccer scholarship, no less, but I sucked at school. <laughs> I was good at soccer, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to study. Like, yeah, oh, and college. It. College was horrible. Like you had to study, you had yep. to be good, like at school. And I was like, ah, I'm not good at school. I don't want to be here. I don't like it. Like, fuck this. When I got into drywall specifically, I was like, this is great. I can, you know, I lost the soccer, but like, I was like, oh, I can party. I don't have to take care of my body. I mean, you know, I was a derelict <laughs> fit right in with the drywall guys. I was like, drywall is great. And the old timers like, get out. Don't, don't, you still have time. And I was like, <laughs> I like, I like it. Like, I, you know, I think there's a bunch of us out there that like the trade, you know? Yep. Yep. And I, I love school. I love being, I hated missing okay. school. I love being there. I was pretty athletic. I did really well in wrestling. Oh, cool. And, and my kids are following in the same footsteps. They love school Okay. because I'm a firm believer that monkey see monkey do. So if I continually talk how I hate something, what's yeah. my kid? Yeah. Hate it. Uh, so I talk about how I love math and I love learning new things. So my kids are in there. Like my yeah. son is called the human calculator because he, uh, I actually taught my oldest daughter and him multiplication when she was in kindergarten and he was in second grade. Granted, we were homeschooling then because COVID and yeah, yeah. Uh, when she was in kindergarten, she could do all multiplications up through nine. Crazy. And like, they love learning. And I've just instilled, I'm not going to say when I hate something, even if I don't like something, I'm not going to say in front of them, I don't like it. Cause Smart. then they, they will be like, Oh, well, my, I believe all kids look up to their fathers and mothers. Yeah, they do from the get go, no matter what. Oh, so yeah. when they see mom and dad being like this, they're like, well, I can be like that. I can be negative. And I just, yes. I try to be positive no matter what around them. So they see, and then they do. They're picking it up. Um, yeah. Through this, through this separation with his mom, we've had to be very cautious on both sides. You know, you don't want to talk trash about the other person. Exactly. Yep. You know, there's no attorneys. There's not like, I hate, you know, none of that. You have to be really conscious that you don't have to, because there's, there's the other side of that where kids do grow up with that. Um, school has been especially difficult for me to be unbiased is basically what we're talking about. Uh, and it's a reflection toward how we need to be 
every day with everybody, not just our kids and mostly to ourselves. So I'm my worst critic. I have to really be conscious of self talk, you know, uh, it's important. And they are watching. They pick up everything. uh, My dad was bidding a job and he was actually higher than the other guy who was bidding it. And the homeowner asked my dad, so what do you think of this guy? And dad's like, you know, over the years, we haven't really come into contact much. I hear he does good work, blah, blah, blah. And the homeowner asked that guy what he thought of my dad. Oh, he's a crappy letter. He just went off on it. The homeowner chose my dad because of how positive he was, even Mm -hmm. though he was hired. Yeah. And a rising tide lifts all ships. We're all in this together. There's been, I think the internet has shifted. There's been- there's been like this shift around like, Oh, that guy's a drywaller. That's my competition. And it's been like, it was, it was all intrinsic. And so when somebody's posting something cool on social media, the, the natural inclination is to put them down where I think that's shifting now. And especially like, you know, I, I started, one of the reasons I started the podcast was because of like the fighting that would occur (laughs) (laughs) you know these guys like battling i was like come on like let's talk about it yeah we're gonna disagree we're gonna get in all these battles and people are gonna you know come after me and and it hasn't been that at all like everybody is super cool when you talk to them we're all drywallers everybody's very friendly um you know nobody's been mean ever on any of the podcasts at any point uh, and it's just been a blessing. It's been so cool to to get to experience this. Uh, and I've learned just a ton, you know, from, well, from drywallers. I will, I will say that TikTok is the worst mm-hmm. when it comes to negativity. Like it is pretty yeah. toxic. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of us can just brush it off. But Instagram has been awesome almost from the get-go. There's been yeah. a couple like I know uh, Phil, he won't interact with the people who are negative. And mm. I seen a guy come on there and just totally bash on Phil of all finishes. <laughs> yeah. Phil, like, what are you doing? And and he's such a nice guy too. Like yeah, if you so know I Phil, do- like you want to hate him because he gets so many likes and shit. But like he's so nice. He's just like you know the. Oh, and I knew dude. Phil wouldn't say anything, so I jumped on there and I totally defended. Nice. Phil against this guy but i mean yeah instagram it's been really awesome yeah i'll and i find myself not going on tiktok tiktok i need to go on there more but i find myself like just not interested like i'll go on tiktok and scroll videos just to waste time late at night if i can't sleep but posting videos on there and getting content um i'm just like "Eh." you know you do make more money if you're uh what's that influencer if you qualify to be monetized or whatever oh right right there's probably better opportunity maybe the tools so we were talking about the columbia ambassadorship so you gather all these tools and you end up liking columbia tools uh that how long ago was that well, they sent me to, I think it was 2018, maybe. Okay. Because in 2019, they sent us to the Intex in Maryland. Okay. So you've known those guys for a while, a little bit now. Yep. Yep. That's where I met Jillian, Aaron, Elliot, Phil, Lydia, Leah Paluk, 
It's yeah. Baluk. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, not I not Pollock. Not yeah, I listened to one of your podcasts, and you guys were saying uh, that. But uh, and then I even met TK and uh, his wife. Okay. Yeah, and that's also where I met Drywall Nation, Nick, and uh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, that was the first time I ever went to a uh, Intex. No, well that too, but uh, they sent us to a uh, professional baseball game. They oh. put us in a box right behind home plate. Shut it. Aaron Aaron, and those guys said? <laughs> well, see, Aaron, Elliot, Phil, and Leah went to a hockey game, and then they sent okay. the rest of us to uh, the box for this baseball game. Cool. And it was awesome. And yeah, it was the first time I've ever been to one, and that team yeah. ended up winning the World Series that year. Okay. So I told Aaron when we went up this- Was it the Red Sox? uh nationals washington washington nationals okay all right but then we went up to uh we went to a connects game a couple weeks ago and i told aaron i was like this is the first uh professional hockey game i've ever, ever been cool. to last time this happened the team ended up winning the world series he's like uh, well, I hope the connects win this year baseball is kind of boring to watch on tv but but going to a game is a hoot oh, it was awesome. a lot of it's fun so yeah. boring on tv yeah it was so awesome live. yeah oh yeah live is fun um for sure very i was trying cool. to get on the dance cam but didn't make it they didn't see me yeah yeah always yeah. always going for that fame man i maybe you should like you know what maybe you should drop all this drywall stuff and just like start doing plays and shit become an actor well i'm 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 thinking about uh, applying <laughs> for survivor or amazing race You've got some chops now. I know that these d uh, dudes and dudettes can do like lateral movements, you know, from one reality show to another. Well, have you ever heard of the show, The Challenge? The Challenge. MTV? I don't think so. MTV, The Challenge. MTV? Yeah, it's an MTV show No, called The Challenge. Basically, it's all the real world and road rules people started okay. doing a competition show and okay. now since cbs is like a sister network i think i don't know exactly okay. they're bringing in uh survivor amazing race and big brother and all these other cbs tv shows people to be on the challenge and they okay. haven't grabbed tough as nails yet and i'm just itching for them to okay. reach out to me and be like hey denny and i'll jump on that plane yeah 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 try that out very cool competition i'm i'm stupid I competed yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you did. You're doing fantastic. Is where I am in the show. You know, I'm I'm rooting for you, uh, but it's almost unfair. I'm like, you know, yeah. Don't put a drywall guy up against these, you know, these yahoos, man. They're gonna crush them. But I'm a draw. I'm in drywall. Like I, I know who we are. Like people don't, people underestimate this trade. I mean, well, I was that young, cocky <clears throat> drywaller back in the day when people were talking uh, about how fast they were. I would try yeah. to race them and yeah. then not just race, but race and be like, whoever wins takes all the money. Right. Like, I get all the work you just did, the money for that. And then, or if I lose, you get, oh, all my wow. Money. Yeah. No they were like, no thanks. Say an apartment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I got challenged by a hanger, and I was like, "Fine, yeah, just cool. do like two apartment spaces that are yep. similar." The, yeah, the exact same ones, and I'm like, "Cool," but whoever wins takes the money, and they wouldn't do it. 
Oh man, I would have taken that challenge. I got so fast, but then I didn't really keep honing, you know, when, I mean, Fresco Harmony sort of started, started when I moved to Albuquerque, I stopped doing, uh, finishing, um, you know, and just started doing like, just doing walls. Yeah. You well, it, the, the cockiness is still there, but oh, yeah. I just don't, I don't broadcast it as like yeah. really ever. Maybe a little bit more humility. Now what, so what does, yep. so it's your company now or it's your dad's company? Uh, it's both of ours. It's both of yours. So you're part yeah. owner of the, of uh, uh, Moody and Sons. Yeah. We joke around saying that he's semi-retired because he really only works when, which is weird when I tell him he needs to work. Okay. He likes it. I, I don't make him work too much, but he textures all the time. Okay. Stuff like that. But I, well, I it's a, it does take a toll on the body. I mean, you'll I agree, especially hanging. I, well, he, he hasn't hung uh, seriously, I don't know, 10 years. Like, it's been a long time since he's okay. hung regularly. How many? But, what's your crew look like? <laughs> it's me, my dad, and uh hanging crew, which is also one guy. Yeah, All right. I, and he's I, a one he he's a one man show. And what's oh, his name? Yeah. His name is uh Jesus. Okay, shout out to Jesus. And does he have his own company? You pay him a piece rate or no, hourly? No, no. Uh we pay him a piece rate. Okay. All yeah, right. in fact, he started working for my grandpa 20 years ago, and he's your age. Oh wow. And he was one of the guys I raced. We were working on a yeah commercial building him and his brother were hanging and he uh i mean commercials a little bit slower because you got those doorways and whatnot but i was working by myself for the day and uh, my uncle asked him uh how many sheets he got and he said he got 61 and then he's like hey hey how, how many sheets did danny get my uncle's like oh danny got 51 and jesus is like yeah and my uncle's like he's by himself and he's just like oh all right that's good so Jesus has got dudes that work with him. Uh back then he did. Now he just works by himself. He has a man uh panel lift and just uh does it that way. Yeah, and I mean, is there anybody coming up? This is a topic that continuously comes up. Do you guys foresee anyone coming up besides your children? I mean, any apprentices, any dudes that you can train? Nothing, huh? It's like barren wasteland out there for uh tradesmen. Yeah, it it's uh it's pretty scarce and that's uh one thing about like the housing market I got told is tradespeople are raising their prices, which is raising the prices of houses plus obviously everything else going in with houses and that's why the market is just so hard to buy for younger generations now is cuz yeah. you got to pay for the lack of tradesmen and women. Hmm. Interesting. That was yeah, a theory my, I heard. And I'm like, you know, yeah. that actually makes sense. Oh yeah. What does the future hold for Danny? Not much. Hopefully another TV show. Gosh, you had fun. fun. You had fun with that show, didn't you? Oh, it was a blast. I, it was how, an experience that you'll like, you'll always want another one. I think. Yeah. I yeah. That. You liked it. Uh, um, and you, how long did that process take? Uh, a month. Okay. So months, and I wasn't allowed to, to contact anyone. You had to turn in your phone and any other communicator. And so yeah. for music, I took an old iPod, like the old, old iPods. And luckily in the room I stayed, it had a charging port uh, alarm clock. And I'm like, sweet, I have a charging 
thing for my old iPod right here in this room. They knew I was coming. That's all you had was uh, the you. They didn't allow any phones at all. Nope. They let me call my wife on her thirtieth birthday to say happy birthday, and that was it. Oh wow! So you're inundated for an entire month on that show. Yep. With just the people to uh, hang out with, and we weren't even really allowed to talk to them. The other people, the other yeah, contestants. They thought, hey, if you're going to have magic and conversation, we want to catch it on film. So uh, okay. we would go back to the hotel room. We'd go out to eat. We had a handler, a person yeah. who would go with us to keep us in check. Like, hey, yeah. you guys are talking about the show. Knock it off. Okay. Like, we could talk about the weather and sometimes like Murph, he was a jokester. So I don't know if you remember yeah. uh, Luis getting uh, told that he was too cute and not tough. Like he should be on the cover of GQ. That's right in the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So Murph <laughs> at one of the uh restaurants. yeah i call him gq like i call him gq on the show yeah. <laughs> so murph at one of the restaurants Luis goes to uh the restroom and murph asks the waitress hey 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 so this guy when he comes back say hey you look really familiar are you from like a cover of a magazine like try to like feed into oh, funny. Like, know him yeah. from somewhere yeah. and she does it and she does a great job and Luis is like no what it was it was I was being a, I was being a little meaner than that on the last episode. Uh, my friend was like, uh, "What's up with that cut? The neck cut on that shirt?" And I was like, "I was like, does your wife does your wife know that you stole your stole her clothes?" Oh, so I was being a little I was being a little meaner, but we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it was a bummer when he got. It was just hard to watch, man. That conduit section that was hard to watch. It was just like. Uh, uh, Michelle crushed him. You should have been there. It was harder to watch. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it took longer, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. It was more painful. <laughs> Come on. Like, pay, pay attention to our faces while we're sitting there, and we're just like... <laughs> Dude. <laughs> just cut individual pieces. Like they they just basically stumped those two people with this job. That's all it boils down to. Neither of them have ever touched the stuff in their life, and you could tell. I mean, but Michelle like got it done. Her light bulb went on. Like she yep, little engine she, could. Yeah, she wrangled through it, man. It. it was it was impressive. They, maybe they made it look like she did a better job than she actually did because she had some I, bends in her conduit too. I don't think she ever hit really like a roadblock. Like she just muscled through it, but it just yeah. took it took some time. Yeah, and the hay bale competition too uh, that she did that was fantastic. I was like, there's no way she's gonna like do these hay bales and climb up there and ring the bell. It was surprising, that's for sure. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the show, Tough as Nails on, uh, what's the network? CBS. CBS, or you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Danny, our very own Danny Moody, drywall extraordinaire, uh, like pretty much is the star of the show, I want to say. And uh, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, you're like the front runner, uh, all of the challenges you're crushing. Um, you ha did that show help you with your social media? Did it bolster a lot of that? You've got these girls writing you letters every day. Your wife's like, hey, man, you know, having to like stave off all of these girls, all this attention, nothing like that. <laughs> you know, I thought social media would grow a little more, but it 
It is so hard to grow social media. Dude, don't get me started. <laughs> it, it is hard. Like I got, <sighs> I remember when I got to the show, I was at like 7,700 followers. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Obviously I went dark for shoot a month because I was gone and I ended up even growing a little bit in that month. But I mean, since then I know that the, when the finale aired, I did get an influx of followers, but I mean, since then three, almost four years ago, I, I've been stagnant at like 12 and a half thousand for okay. a year or two. And then I was actually losing followers. Right. Right. People are and, like, this uh, guy's boring. And then luckily, I mean, I had a video that got over 10 million views, but okay. it still only gained me like another 300. I'm like, but, uh, what video, what video was that? I am just on stilts running a bazooka and I do two okay. angles. That's okay. it. Just, you never know. You never know like what's going to like hit. It's weird. Nope. Um, so if somebody wants to find Danny Moody, what is your uh, Instagram handle? Oh, it's Dr. Moody 22 And I have a little story about that. When I first okay. met Leah Paluk in uh, yeah. Maryland, she was so bummed when... Uh, I, I don't know who told her if it was Aaron or Phil, but somebody told her that the, the DR did not stand for Dr. Moody. Oh, I was Dr. Probably Moody. your probably Daniel. And then your middle name, I would imagine. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> she was so bummed. Like she looked very bummed. She, I thought it was doctor this whole time. It was great. I haven't uh, I haven't met Leah yet. She seems just sweet as you know anything. She's amazing. Yeah, um, I've reached out to her, but she doesn't really know me. The girls are always a little leery. Drywall podcast, what you know? So I have to, <laughs> I have to like have Aaron talk to her or something, you know, to get in there. But uh, but she just seems super cool. I'd love to tell her story soon. She was um, the one that I I think. Uh, I almost put on your Instagram post about tell me someone I should interview. And I almost put her name. Yeah, I you should, you should that. still go on there and tag her in it so that she kind of like has an idea of what, what this is about. A lot of people still don't know, you know, or like for whatever reason, do you have, and then what, what's your handle on TikTok? Drywall Danny 22, 22 TikTok. And then uh YouTube uh, drywall Danny. Drywall Danny. Um, what else are you on? Are you on LinkedIn? No. Okay. No LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook. Yes, but I don't do anything. Drywall. Haven't done LinkedIn. a lot. Haven't done a lot with Facebook. Facebook still has a pretty heavy pull. Uh, there's still, uh, there's still energy on there. Um, you know, and the real estate's gotten a little better and I think people have chilled out a little bit on Facebook, but it's still a viable platform. Mm -hmm. Um, very cool. A couple of final questions. One is since we are such stubborn beasts in this trade, I like to ask, is there a system or a tool or something unique that you have incorporated into your system recently that has shifted your perspective and and made your job more efficient? And the caveat is something that maybe you didn't think would help your system for a long time, but you tried it 
and now it's your system's different and it's working much much more efficiently much to your surprise no nothing nothing like i've been using new tool uh maybe system. maybe you try the three-way and it works really good and so maybe you've always used a six inch but you tried a five inch and you're like oh man it feels right the five inch is way better <laughs> or okay, does he so, use a four inch okay okay i'll tell you something like that, that like that okay so back in 2014 i tried something because okay. if you watch everybody pick their three-way Okay. They use a five inch, they put a five inch on it, take it off with a five inch, or they use a six inch, take it off with a six inch. Okay. Yeah. I this this is gonna get a lot of flack, I'm sure. Okay. But good. I put it on with a five inch and okay. I take it off with a six inch. I don't oh, interesting. Take off an edge. Okay. All right. That six inch feathers that edge off and I don't have to do it. So yes, I'm constantly with my hawk carrying two knives when I'm picking the corner. You might be interested in have you have you heard of the three way, like with yes. Steve and those guys? Have you tried yes. that system yet? For production, yes. it seems like it might work. Like if you went around and did all your all your angles and then had like the apprentice or somebody just go and bust the three ways. I what's your feedback? So, you can be honest. Yeah, I, I I've tried it, and actually, my dad thought of this same thing years ago okay. uh, the material of uh the straight flex the plastic okay he was like why doesn't someone just build like the you have the outside three-way for like uh bonos there you go yeah not of the same way but it enters into the corner not a folding mechanism like three-way has but right. just a straight up three-way that you pack in there and press in he thought of that I've been seeing recently like where they come up to the corner and they leave the paper face off of the drywall and fold the paper around like a like a soffit. I'm like, that's really smart. Like a California patch, but just right, leave right, the right. flap. <laughs> they yeah. fold it, they mud it and fold it around. Well, and I'm like, like uh, you know, skylights are always hard to finish. So when I hang skylights, that upper uh, outside corner, I'll score the back of the sheetrock, round it, and then that way you fold it over oh. and a piece of yeah that always looks like shit and the drywall guy never finishes it it's like why yep. didn't you but, it's all jaggedy like like where the two two come together it's like yep. you know a half inch off and it's like you can see that why don't they put l metal up there like i i'm always like dumbfounded that the drywall guy never finishes that i'm mm -hmm. a super prima donna now i just come in to do the fancy walls like, and I'm like, you know, I didn't hang it. <laughs> yeah. But when I tried the three ways, it was slower than my system. Okay. And obviously you got to get a little bit more of a uh, money out to buy them. So, okay. It didn't, it didn't work with me. It didn't work with you. Uh, I was thinking it I, would be I timed myself. I, I did a, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. And I timed because obviously you clean them up after you tape. And then on the next coat, I will backwards pick. So my dad is left-handed and he would go in and pre-pick the corners left-handed. And then I'll go in right-handed and I fill all his grooves, but he cool. gives so even if dad's not on the job, okay. I will pick them backwards and then pick them forwards on the final and it fills the grooves. Oh, smart. Yeah. So it's, it's primo. And I timed it 
And for four corners, it took me 45 seconds for the first pick and then 45 seconds for the next pick. So I'm like a minute and a half for four corners. I just okay. don't see how the three-way would help me. You, Yeah, I could see you really digging into is this faster. That's cool, though, that you that you vetted it that, that, uh, yeah, that thoroughly. Yeah, I tried it. They sent me some, and I tried okay. it, but it just didn't work for me. But, I mean – it, it it definitely is on the minds of everybody because even my dad years ago thought of, well, if we could just speed up this corner thing because it was before we figured out that picking them backwards and then forwards filled those groups almost perfectly every time. Here's where I think it might work because it does make a perfect corner. Like yeah. that, that you can't dispute without picking it out. Uh, maybe if your kids were coming up or if there was an apprentice that you hired, that would be a fantastic training tool for corners and then you guys are just finishing whatever and then you just put your apprentice on it and they're learning how to use the blade and their corners are perfect like right. i was thinking like oh it'd be good for that like a really good training tool and you'd have perfect corners at the same time and you guys wouldn't have to deal with the corners like maybe you know as a finisher did you always have like one thing you focused on more than everything else? I was a corner B guy. Like I hated like the dish or the, the proud, uh, you know, when you're running corner bead, I learned to run corner bead really good. And I mean, I'm an artist and I had a dude show me proper, like how to run corner bead. So you're not dishing it out or leaving it proud. I'm really picky about that. I watch yeah, people, mine, I watch people mine, do it properly. You know, mine were uh, three ways corners. That was me okay. from when I was, my brother was fresh. So I was uh, a freshman in high school and that's when dad finally let me start picking all the corners. And from day one, he's like, I think you pick them better than I do. Like corners have been my thing. Okay. So, you know, what's I, cool about that tool too, is that that's where the eye naturally goes. Um, is the right. angles yeah, yeah. The corners. That's what people yep. see, man. If you, if there's a bad butt or a bad joint, you're going to see it in the angle. Mm -hmm. I mean, more than, you know, quicker than you might see it in the field. Uh, you know, very cool. It kind of sucks being a drywaller because if people see your work, you did it wrong. Yeah. 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 It's this, it's, a, it's thankless, you know, I mean, I have this ugly texture on these walls, but now I go into a space with ugly textured walls or just walls that are textured in general. And I see fresco harmony. That's like, you know, I mean, smooth finishes there. That's a thing. Can you make yep. that out? A little bit. What do you got up there? We literally call that the moody swirl. The moody swirl. And it's yeah, a texture. I can't tell you how to, yeah, that's a texture. I can't tell you how you do it. I'd have to kill you. Uh, really? It's that cool? <laughs> uh, my grandpa brought it up from Florida, and we were the only ones up here who could do it. Is it like a lightning bolt? Do you leave no, a little bit? Swirl. It's called the swirl. Yep. Lydia and does the swirl. Mine's like a lightning bolt. It's like, and we do it with a pool trowel, a 14 inch pool trowel. No, this is, it looks like fans. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't get a good picture. Maybe I can is it a full wall? Is it a full wall? That's okay. Is it a full wall texture? Uh, no, it's just like ceiling, just the full ceiling texture. Like, you no, I mean, I mean, does it cover, does it cover the entire surface with mud? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'll dig the rest of the information out of you. We'll figure out, we'll figure out the moody swirl. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the moody swirl. Cause now wait, you know, why do you keep it? Why would you keep that a secret from the, from the rest of the drywall community? 
Because honestly, it's not that it's not that it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> not that cool. It's not that cool. Plus, it, plus the can the Canadian guys make fun of us for doing texture anyways. So. Texture, yes, they do. Like, <laughs> why are you texture? Uh, hey, uh, what everybody likes here, okay? Uh, you stupid Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and your texture, be gone, be gone. Seriously, you guys are like I remember being around the dinner table at the Intex with the uh, Drywall Nation and Phil and yeah. <laughs> Nick from Drywall Nation was like, doing uh, work after you texture is a no-brainer. It's so easy. And I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. You say that behind my back, not to my face. Yeah. And then lastly, a pearl of wisdom that you can bestow upon the drywall community. Danny, you've got a bunch. I think it goes back to the one I was telling you about my uh, my kids. Yes. You know, they, if you are negative, the people you're tra or training are going to be negative as well. If you're positive, they're going to see that. Like I just finished a job yesterday, a smooth wall job. Nice. Uh, and the homeowners, they know other drywallers and they, uh, they liked me and my dad's energy because we're positive. We're always laughing, joking, like just be positive and that will exude to the people around you. Yeah. I would take it a step further too. And it even, I mean, on a job site, I think that's energy that you're putting into the house, not to be like, you know, too witchy about it, but you're, you're putting, not only are you putting your hands on somebody's future home, but that's like energy going to that job. You're all mad. You're down. You're putting energy. It's bad juju. Right. Um, I, I, I believe that I believe that that energy is powerful and it lingers there long after the contractor's gone. Um, you know, and that's just for all trades, man, you know, try do believe in what you do and do your best and uh, realize that you're producing something that somebody's going to enjoy for years to come. Uh, Danny, thank you for hanging in there through the, uh, through the hiccups at the beginning might have to do a part two sometime down the road. This was just an absolute pleasure. And you know what? That stuff was just for us. The early stuff. That was good. There you know, you go. I, I feel like we got to bond a little bit. You're just a great guy. It's I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk and that you get to, um, you know, that we get to have you on the drywall podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Tell Alan, thank you for his time. I'm sorry that he didn't make it on the show, but maybe next time, maybe I'll have to interview your dad. Maybe that'd be cool. He was on Toughest Nails. He was on Toughest Nails? Yeah, my very first click when he uh, clip when he was helping me hang drywall when they were doing like a- Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he might be an interesting interview. If he was, if he was open to it, it'd be cool to get uh, you know the man behind the man. Or the yeah. man behind the boy. Yeah, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Still young. Cool. Uh, cool. Well, we'll be in touch. Uh, you're definitely in line for a swag bucket. And um, we'll be in touch, man. I got to send you up some product for you guys to try. I think you dig, uh, at, at the very least, playing around with some Fresca Harmony. It's fun, you know? Yeah, I'll give it a try. Yeah, sure. Um, cool. Sir, you have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you. All right, bud. Bye. Bye. Shout out to Danny Moody for joining us on the Drywall Podcast today. What a joy. 
Thank you so much. I can't wait to meet you in person and see what you have in store for the drywall community in the future. Have questions about this episode for Danny or for me? Feel free to reach out to me directly at info at frescoharmony.com. Guests of the Drywall Podcast are going to receive a sweet swag bucket from CSR filled with all kinds of cool drywall goodies. Shout out to CSR for their support in doing that. Are you interested in advertising on the Drywall Podcast and sponsoring a month? Get a hold of me, info at frescoharmony.com. Join us next Friday when we have Colin Sullinger on the Drywall Podcast for episode number 76. But until then, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And remember, keep drywalling.